0: Thanks for downloading another episode of the Thundercast. Follow us on Twitter at Thundercast underscore pod and like us on Facebook too. We just keep growing and growing. Um, This is uh, turning into something that's, I feel going to be really special. So you don't want to miss out on any of the episodes. If you're just now finding the Thundercast, um, we appreciate you coming along for the ride with us. Be sure and go back and listen to some of those older episodes because you'll really get a feel for the dynamic that Russ and I are trying to bring to the podcasting world for marshall thundering herd athletics you can find us on just about any major podcasting platform and if there's one out there that you use that we're not on all you got to do is send us a dm and we'll make sure to get that uh, added to the repertoire of directories so we can get uh, as many of you guys taken care of as possible uh please while you're there Share the content with other H.E.R.D. fans. Make sure you can get every H.E.R.D. fan driven to our content. We don't want anybody to miss a word that we got going on. We got great information. Uh, We always got um, a well-rounded show keeping you abreast of what all's going on around H.E.R.D. athletics. Please take a second and uh, like, subscribe, rate, uh, leave us a review even. By now, everybody knows how these algorithms and metrics work, right? Every like we get, every five-star review we get just makes it that much easier for us to be found for you know other herd fans that might just be randomly searching marshall herd on a podcast directory uh, so we sure do appreciate all the support uh, before we get into a very busy week a lot of conference usa championships going on lots of seasons are wrapping up we got big news all around the athletic department let's get a word from our sponsor 304 carrectcom who continues to help us bring the thundercast to you each and every week so here we go 304 carreccom If you've been hurt in a wreck, visit 304carwreck.com on the web or on Facebook. Matt and Jason are experienced injury lawyers in Huntington who have helped many people just like you with claims throughout West Virginia, Ohio, and Kentucky. Car wrecks, truck wrecks, and injury claims aren't just something they do, it's what they do. Find them at
1: 304carwreck.com. So, KD, before we get into the rest of the show, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, I had to benefit of uh meeting a couple of huge herd fans uh that uh have a business here in huntington ignite link uh jed and josh this week and uh they're gonna help uh help us bring even more content man to the to the show they're coming on as a sponsor of one of our segments
0: yeah uh, that's uh that was like uh a, a surprise really you know uh, it's yeah. not it's not that we um aren't expecting things like this to happen, but to get that random message, like, Hey, we really enjoy what you guys are doing and we want to help be a part of that. Uh, that's, that's nice. Right. I mean, that's like, it means we're doing something right. So it was really cool that, uh, you guys actually got to link up and have in-person meetings and, and face-to-face conversations. I know that goes a long way. I wish that I could be a part of those things, but, uh, you know, being that you're local and those guys are local and, it just made it easy for you to pop over to the office and talk to those guys. Um, Hopefully at some point, you know, when these things come around, um, I'll be able to uh, take part in meetings, but uh, for, for the way this one went down um, I could see why, you know, you just taking the reins and running with this one worked, but man, we're super pumped to have uh, Jed and Josh along for the ride. Uh, Very thankful for Ignite and believing in us. And, uh, you know, we said at the outset, if we can put a spotlight on some Huntington businesses and and kind of, you know, drive business their way, then we want to do that. And Ignite Link's helping us do that. (laughs) Like They wanted to sponsor the show. So, um, yeah, they're, they're coming on as a segment sponsor. I mean, let's talk about a little bit about what Ignite Link does for folks that may not have heard and may be in need of some of their services.
1: Sure. So they are local, right here in Huntington, and that was uh, them being here in Huntington and already being huge. Marshall Thundering Herd athletics fans, and the uh, you know went to Marshall that sort of thing. Um, that was huge. Yeah. You know, uh, we we were fortunate, you know, for them to reach out to us for this, but they do. A lot of technology-based things uh, focusing on being the IT department for all these companies that do not want to have their own internal IT department. You know, you can have, uh, you don't have to worry about different, uh, you know, people coming and going or whatever, IgniteLink will always be there, you know, so they do uh, stuff for people and they want to help people right here in the tri-state area.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you are a business, but you aren't, uh, you know, you don't want to have your own it department because I mean, geez, I'm, I'm not a subject matter expert at all when it comes to it or anything that revolves around that. I mean, Hey, I know how to hit record and start talking about martial athletics. And I know how to put that on a uh, <laughs> podcasting hosting site and hit go, but that's really about it as far as it goes. But, you know, ignite link is your kind of one-stop shop for it services and, uh, You know, making your business life easier. I mean, you could look if if you're like, hey, maybe I do need to check these guys out. First of all, we got to tell you where you can find them locally in Huntington. Russ said that you call them at 304 908 9424. Also, you can find them on Facebook. I'm sure all you got to do is search Ignite Link. We'll have a link to their Facebook page in the description along with the rest of this contact information. But if you're in need of something like, Network monitoring, uh, antivirus monitoring, secure internet gateways, on and off site backups, all that kind of stuff. Ignite Link is your local option professionals, like they do a great job. Um, Give them an opportunity to earn your business. I bet you'll be glad you made that call
1: and our twitter users they are on twitter as well uh just look for ignite link at ignite link uh very very simple and easy to remember but uh they're they're starting to be more active on there too as well
0: yeah well like i said i'll have all that contact info um in the uh, description for this episode so as you're listening if you're like hey let me let me go ahead and open a window on my phone to the ignite link homepage, or let me give those guys a follow real quick on Facebook or a, a like on Facebook or follow on Twitter. You know, we're going to make it easy for you to do that. But I mean, thanks to those guys for believing in what we're trying to do as well. You know, um, I, I, it's humbling, right? Cause I'm just having fun. It we're is. just having fun doing this and, and people are really enjoying what we're doing. People are, um, um, I mean, I, I just keep saying standing behind what we're doing there. They like that. There's something out there like this. And and I feel really humbled to be half of the people that are doing this show.
1: <laughs> it just uh, feels like it validated everything that we stated before we did this show was that there is a need for this content. There oh, is yeah. a desire for this content and we're filling that void <laughs> by bringing this content. And I'm, I'm blown away too, that people are enjoying it. Yeah, and
0: It's just super cool. And week, week in and week out. you I mean, you guys don't understand, you know, that, that, the, uh, the joy, the, uh, the butterflies, the, the surge of adrenaline that starts, you know, as Russ and I are prepping to hit record and start talking, like we really get excited to do this. And like, what are we going to talk about this week? And, you know, what's the five things going to be? And most of the time, I don't even know what that is until, right before the show goes on because i don't want to have pre uh pre-thought-out thoughts i want it kind of to be off the cuff as i can yes so um we just really enjoy doing this we thank you for everybody that has subscribed to the show downloads and listens every single week um we can't thank you enough but look ignite link is a segment sponsor and uh we gave them the You know, choice. What do you want to choose? Right. And (laughs) they must like the way Russ sounds because they wanted it right off the top of the bat here, right out of the gate. They said, We want to do that. We want to be the segment sponsor for the five things. So, Russ, give me five things that every herd fan needs to know this week, brought to you by Ignite Link. Give me that tagline, too.
1: Ignite Link, the tri state's premier IT management team. There you go. The
0: premier. IT management team.
1: All right. So number one of our five things, Maya Stevenson broke the career record uh, for home runs for uh, softball. She hit her 59th in the uh, conference USA tournament.
0: Um, the cheese stands alone, right?
1: The, <laughs> <laughs> the big cheese stands alone. She's the
0: head honcho. She's at the top of the heap. So, um, step aside Rachel Folden congratulations Maya Stevenson gracious sakes what a gr- 59 what a
1: great great way to do it too you know uh bottom of the seventh and uh we're down a run and she leads off the inning and hits the record breaker right there yeah and it ties up the game and saves the season at that point yeah. you know there and uh you know we were we'll talk about it more but you know when went on to win that game with a walk off but just what she brings to the table that had to have been just such an overjoyous occasion for her to not only break the record but you know save the season extend it whatever you want to say hey
0: what do they what's the the age old adage big time players make big time plays in big time games and it doesn't get much yeah. bigger than that season yeah. on the line you're literally down to your last few outs i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, you could yeah, probably like three I, hours to go. We got to do it here, or we're going home. And uh, yeah. Maya Stevenson comes through, just like she has done so many times in her illustrious herd career. Congratulations! I mean, we've yeah, we've been happy. talking this whole time, haven't even said congratulations. So, congratulations yeah. to Maya Stevenson, your brand new Marshall softball all-time home run queen. Congratulations.
1: That is big time, big time, big time. All right. Number two, I've got here the information about the Notre Dame game tickets going on sale. Uh, As we are recording, it's Sunday night. As you will be listening, hopefully if you're listening on the uh, very first day it's available, it's going to be... Monday morning, 9 a.m. So this will probably be published in the afternoon, but tickets are going on sale Monday the 16th at 9 a.m. And let's talk a little bit about it.
0: Yeah. That's going to be, well, first of all, that's going to be a hot seat. I don't think that they're going to be waiting on their allotment to sell out for like days and days and days. So, uh, set an alarm. Well, sorry, <laughs> set an alarm. I'm not going to help you out much since this won't be up until like the two o'clock in the afternoon. So <laughs> um, set an alarm for two o'clock to remind you, <laughs> I need to buy tickets because they probably won't be around long, but yes, let's talk about uh, this, this game. This is one that a lot of folks have been excited about for a lo- since it was announced
1: really. Yeah. So the big thing that they did, uh, you know how, I don't know if any of, You guys remember, but we've been talking to you about joining the Big Green. Yeah. So these tickets are available to Big Green members. That's right. But you're sitting here, you're saying, Russ, KD, I let you down. I've been listening. I've been meaning to do it, but I haven't done it yet. I thought I'd do it a little bit closer to football season. They don't care. They said that when you buy your tickets, you can pledge – to join the big green and they'll take that out all at the same time. You just tell them the donor level you want to be at, and then they'll allow you to to do that. And it is as cheap as $60 or $5 a month. Like we talked, you don't have to be a uh, $5,000 donor to get these tickets. Uh, They do have it tiered and things like that, but even the, uh, the lowest uh, rung, you know, the $5 a month, you know, you can still buy tickets.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at it now. So what, what I'm hearing is hey, for a five extra bucks, I can be eligible to get uh, up to two tickets, five five dollars a month, sixty dollars a year. Now, these tickets are gonna be eighty dollars a piece. So what's another five bucks, <laughs> you know, to yeah. secure? I mean, at that point, what's another five bucks? Now, I will tell you this: if you're gonna be in the middle somewhere between 60 and $149, you might as well go ahead and bump it up to one hundred and fifty. So that will be your minimum donation level to be able to get you up to four tickets. And if you're going to donate more than that, you can find all the information that's relevant at the time on the herd zone website, but you know, for five extra bucks a month or 10 extra bucks a month for 10 bucks a month, um, that's a little bit more than that. But anyway, for $150 a year, you're going to be able to order up to four tickets. And these are not going to last. I just cannot see Marshall not selling out their allotment. But here's the cool thing is you have, like, I don't know that, well, I guess it's, it's not, I guess a Notre Dame fan could call up and join the Big Green and buy tickets in Marshall's section if they were so inclined. I don't know could. that they would be able to screen that out in time, you know?
1: Yeah. Other from wherever, you know, I think that they could do that. Um, I don't know that they would give any kind of preference or whatever to existing big green members. Uh, you know, uh, the, the article in the press release surely doesn't state that, but um, we do know what they have here is 60 to 149. Like you said, can get up to two tickets, 150 to 299 up to four tickets, Three hundred to seven ninety nine, up to six tickets, and eight hundred dollars and above, you can get up to twelve tickets. So, um, I myself will be buying some tickets uh, in the morning. Uh, I'm really looking forward to going. Uh, this is a bucket list for a lot of a lot of herd fans. You know, when's the next time we're going to be up there? You know, you can go watch a Notre Dame game. When can you go watch Marshall play in Notre Dame Stadium? So we're going to go, uh, sections are 114 through 121. Uh, It's the upper bowl. Um, You know, no one expected we were going to be, you know, on the 50 yard line at the sidelines, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, I'm pumped, man. Uh, It's a, looks like a well thought out thing. You know, uh, there might be some people say, oh, you got to be in the big green. Well, you also have to understand the hot commodity these tickets are, like you said, there's got to be some kind of qualifier, you know, and I feel like they picked a good one. It's a good opportunity to grow the big green. It's not going to be a lot of money out of somebody's pocket to do so. Get somebody involved. And they get some uh, pretty decent tickets, 80 bucks I mean, a piece.
0: Okay. Look at it. At the end of the day, if you've got 80 bucks for two tickets, 80 bucks, if you've got 160 bucks for two tickets, then you've got 60 bucks to join the big green for that. Yeah. I mean, Really? And we talked,
1: you're going to get that money back with all the businesses around here that have stepped up to give you discounts off of their stuff that you're probably already using anyway. Yeah. So that's 60 bucks, you know, you may get 100 back. I was going to say,
0: honestly, if you use it enough, you would pay for your Notre Dame tickets as well. It, Very it just, well could. It just all depends on how ma- how many of the herd perks you utilize and how often you utilize them.
1: If you but, eat enough uh, Austin's ice cream, like my family does, you know <laughs> you'll probably get uh, season tickets. Uh, you know, get all that stuff for free. So there's no uh,
0: actual like allotment. It doesn't give a gross number of how many tickets Marshall has. It just has those sections. We don't know if those are completely full of Marshall fans or if they're like you know the top half of all those sections or whatever the case may be. There's yeah. no number of tickets that I've seen. Um, but what, um, what, uh, the point I keep continuing to drive home is if you're going to do this, go ahead and buy them, go ahead and join yeah. the big, re- even if it turns out you can't go, you will not have a problem unloading these tickets. I mean, like Russ said, this is a bucket list for a lot of people and to be able to go to South Bend, Indiana and see Marshall, uh, take on Notre Dame is going to be co- potentially a once in a lifetime thing. You know, you may yeah. never get more. You may never get Notre Dame on the schedule again. And you darn sure probably won't get them in Huntington. So um, take advantage of it. If you've got the money laying around, may, pull the trigger and and buy those tickets. I, I'm, I'm, I wish I could go, but unfortunately, that's, you know, I, I'm trying to plan trips just to get to Huntington for games. South Indiana is <laughs> yeah. not on my radar, you know, so, so um,
1: there's a the direct flight. I'm, I mean, there is, I'm sure there is, but
0: I'd rather come to Jonesy Edwards Stadium. I'm not a huge Notre Dame fan. That's not on my bucket list. So, um, you know, it is what it is.
1: Uh, just in case you have been uh, living in a cave, that is uh, Saturday, September the 10th at 2.30 p.m. Yeah. is the date of the game.
0: So I definitely won't be All going right. to that since I'll be uh, hopefully in Huntington the weekend before.
1: <laughs> well, Just uh, take an extra couple of days vacation and drive up. Yeah, all right. Number three, the big green coaches tour schedule has been announced right now. As we are recording, they are at uh, Legendary Run in Cincinnati, and uh, then tomorrow they'll be having a uh, golf outing at the same place. Do you have the rest of the list?
0: Yeah, uh, they got I think it's seven total stops after today, maybe I I don't know, six or seven, something like that. But yeah, Yeah, runs through Uh, June. 20 may 23rd monday may 23rd they'll be up in beckley at grandview country club and then uh a whole weekend in white sulfur springs i don't know what fabulous structure could be in white sulfur springs that they'd be up there for an entire weekend but <laughs> yeah. uh yeah friday june 3rd through sunday june the 5th they'll be at the Greenbrier, uh for for a whole probably a really awesome weekend uh, then tuesday june the 7th quick turnaround just a couple of days later they'll be in princeton um, and then that following Thursday, they'll be back in Putnam County at Fireside Grill. Then uh, Saturday, June 11th, they'll be at, uh, b- 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 where is that? Bowling event at Skyline Lanes Bowling Center. It, it doesn't have that's, a uh, that's address MGM. for that. Yeah, yeah, it says MGM.
1: I, that's uh, the uh, Gallia, um, I, those three counties, MIGS, uh, Gallia, and um, Mason. I'm blanking on the other a mason yeah uh so anyway it's the point pleasant area you know right up through there they call it mgm they they do that on the the stop every year
0: yeah and then wednesday june 15th be parkersburg at the Shriners hall and then monday june the 20th closing things out in logan at the logan country club so circle the calendar technically, uh,
1: technically chapmanville the logan uh Logan County Country Club, not well, the city of Logan. Well, to, it
0: it says Logan. County. someone West that's Virginia. been there,
1: <laughs> as someone that's been there, it's on Route Ten. It's actually uh, north of uh, Chapmanville uh, on your way back to Huntington. Uh, a lot of fans listening may be familiar with the uh, the location, but uh, it's a short drive for anybody that wants to go.
0: Yeah, um I'm just going by what the, the 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 uh release says Logan West Virginia so somebody better get their eyes dotted and T's crossed Russ is gonna have a have a field day with you
1: it's Logan County yeah Logan County.
0: but anyway that's your rundown of the coaches tour uh if there's a stop coming close to you get out and see see the uh I think there's five coaches. Isn't that right? Five coaches yeah. and, and, Spe- yeah, and uh, Christian the Spears.
1: Spears is going too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's see. I'm, I had it there. And I so, don't Grassy,
1: Dan, Tony, uh, Huff. Um,
0: Tony Kemper.
1: Kemper and, and – uh, I'm
0: blanking, man.
1: Is it women's soccer?
0: It is, yeah. Shaw, right? Isn't that his name, Shaw?
1: I didn't think so. It's not. Okay, maybe we should have been prepared.
0: Well, I mean, you can't have every detail, Jimmy Christmas.
1: <laughs> no, I was trying to find it mean, here. <laughs> you know, as we're recording, I'm, I don't have Twitter up, and that's where I had all the stuff.
0: Well, I tried to do this, but I didn't. Swan. I, don't, I was so close, Coach Swan yeah. Shaw. I had four letters, and it started with a S. Come on, come on. I was close. That
1: doesn't. That doesn't get you anything in Wordle either.
0: Well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> next okay next this one this one's right. hanging hanging me out to dry give me something good to talk about
1: <laughs> you'll love this uh number four here we had a couple of NFL signings today yeah Will Ulmer going to the Bills uh Willie Johnson going to the Jacks so that was the, the second one was a little bit of a surprise to me.
0: Um, not that Willie's not deserving of landing a spot, but he's just not one of the names that had been floating around. It was, you know, right. Ma- Millett and Ulmer and Corey McCoy were like, the th- and and of course, Naze Johnson got drafted, but those were the three free agents that were kind of circling and,
1: the yeah, names there were that press were out releases there. and social media tweets and things yeah. like that that had him. And then today, and, uh, his happened at like right after will maybe an hour later. So, yeah. uh,
0: but that that's that. And that was Adam Schefter that, 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 I saw yeah. that from. So that was cool, man. I didn't even, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, Willie was out there trying to find a spot somewhere on a team and I'm glad he found one, but you know, Florida dude doing some Florida things up in Jacksonville. I like it. Um, yeah. I tweeted earlier in the week when uh Will had said he was going to Buffalo to do this minicamp. Mm. I, I I just thought, geez, that makes I said that makes all the sense in the world. I mean, it just yeah. does. He, he he just looks like he belongs in Buffalo. Like he like yeah. instant crowd favorite is what I was feeling. <laughs> like they're gonna love yeah. that dude up there. They are gonna love that dude. Mullet and all.
1: How do you yeah, not love so- Will Homer? So the inside info that I had, which I just made up was (laughs) that he got off the, uh, the plane or the bus or whatever. And he walks there and he didn't even take a snap. They just said, sign here, man. Love the, love the hair.
0: (laughs) I hope he rolled into the camp in like Zubaz pants and like the. I mean, sell (laughs) it. fanny pack. Yes. Give me a tank top, like a, like a really spaghetti strap tank top and some Zubaz (laughs) pants with that mullet flowing and, um, some of like the longest, thickest Oakley blade shades that you've ever seen in your life. And he's like, I'm here to uh, play offensive line and
1: (laughs) just be awesome. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So no, that was, that was awesome. I'm glad they picked him up. I'm glad they signed him. Um, I don't know if you caught the the tweet that I signed about that, or that I put out about that, I
1: I, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I loved it. That 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 tweet, uh, without your you know little edit, there had been floating around for a long time. And every time I see it, no matter what medium or whatever somebody texts it, I still take time to watch it about ten times with that, <laughs> that Buffalo fan just getting driven through the table at a tailgate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's good stuff.
0: Yeah. But and then let's, you know, let's not really gloss over Willie Johnson. I think he's got a really good opportunity down there in Jacksonville, who's been trying to get it right for so long. Yeah. And, you know, Willie is just a speedster. And that's the Speed great equalizer. So
1: that's what they love in the NFL, yeah, man. That's the, the great that's equalizer.
0: Great. If, if you can run, if you can move, if you can get separation. You know, they'll give you a shot, and and he's got a shot. And, you know, he's he's made plenty of big plays over the years for the Herd. He's made some noise in the return game for the Herd. So, uh, I'm glad he's got an opportunity in Jacksonville, you know, to keep it fairly local for him. I mean, home state type thing, it's not really that close to where he's Mm
1: -hmm.
0: kind of from, but, you know, good fit, glad he uh, – Glad he got an opportunity, especially since you know nobody had really heard him, uh, heard about him making noise anywhere. And then poof, all of a sudden it wasn't like oh he's going to get a shot here. No, he got signed. So congratulations to both those dudes. That was welcome news today uh, from herd Football. Also, I know this isn't one of your things, but it's also Heard Football related. Uh, you know the Arena League has started up again, and if you'll recall, Raheem Cato's down there in Orlando's quarterback for the Predators. And I saw him slinging the pill around a little bit the other day, throwing some touchdown passes. Yeah. Number 12 still got it, son. Number 12 you know, has still got it. So, congratulations to Cato, still doing his thing. Always been a big Rakeem Cato fan. And uh, it was nice to see him slinging the rock around a little bit.
1: Yeah. Let's finish up number five. A lot of talk. We talked about it in passing on a previous episode, but swimming and diving. <laughs> What happens to the program? Give you a little bit of a background here, and then I'll let you chime in. There are 199 women's swimming and diving teams, and they're split among 26 conferences. But the Sunbelt is not one of those conferences. They do not sponsor it. It's the only sport for us right now, a team or individual that Marshall sponsors that the Sunbelt does not. So the question is, where do we go? um staying in conference usa is not an option i can't I imagine why you know <laughs> judy is a little bit upset that that we had this great legal thing where she said we would really like for you guys to stay and we said no so you know we kind of outsmarted her um it's not an option <laughs> for us to stay um the mac is it's reported does not want us yeah. and JMU who uh, is also kind of in the same boat as us going down there as well as ODU. Um, so the Sun Belt will have four teams, uh, including the three that I just mentioned, Marshall, ODU, and JMU this coming season. And they would probably need to add another one or at least come out and say they're going to sponsor it. But from, to lead into me handing it off to you, it is not expected that they are going to announce before this year yeah. that they are going to sponsor women's swimming and diving. So where do we go?
0: But it's a tough – It's, it's it, the rub, right, is we don't want to eliminate the sport because it's been a sport that Marshall's had for a long time. And yeah. in, in yesteryears, like decades ago, they were unbelievably good. Like in the Southern Conference era, they were unbelievably we, good.
1: We just had the conference freshman of the year this yeah. year, you know. And, and it
0: looks like they're like, – as I was leading into that, it looks like they're on this trajectory to regaining some of that prominence that is comes from a very strong program, a program with a lot of tradition at Marshall. Uh, it's not one that a lot of fans follow. I mean, I'm guilty of that too. I do know, though, that they were a very decorated program in the Southern Conference years. The reason I know that is as an undergrad – Uh, one of my professors that I had for a number of classes was the former swim and dive coach. And he talked about that a lot, you know, so um, Mm -hmm. I don't know what you do. You don't want to get rid of them because it's, 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 they're already here. Like it's not fair to pull the rug out from under one of your programs just because you're switching conference affiliations.
1: Well, here's a kicker. You said you don't want to, I am almost a hundred percent Um, I'm 99.9 infinity sure that we cannot because of title nine. Otherwise we're going to have to drop a men's sport to be able to stay up to our thing. So we have to do something. Not only do we not want to get rid of them, not only does it make sense that probably very, very soon Sunbelt will sponsor. I mean, that's not a given, but it's kind of figured that it will happen. We pretty much cannot just get rid of them.
0: Like you said, you got three teams coming in that already sponsor swimming and diving at their, at their particular schools. And there's another mm-hmm. school already in the Sun Belt that sponsors swimming and diving. Is it, what, yeah, I Georgia can't, State. Georgia State. I always couldn't remember if it was Southern or State. So that's four teams. And I don't know how many you need to,
1: you know, make a conference. So Big 12 has five. Okay, there so five is probably other, the number. But there are two, of them, and that's why I said we probably need to add another team. But – There are two conferences listed when I was doing this research here to see where we could go that only have one team in their conference. Now, I guess they just win the conference championship by default. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, that you know, a, that is they're... one
0: hell of a way to rack up championships. Like, yeah. okay, who else has a <laughs> <laughs> curling team? That's us. We're sponsoring curling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I, as there are a lot of teams that are in other conferences as affiliate members, just like we're going to have in yeah. uh, Sunbelt yeah. soccer, you yeah. know, having uh, – but um, – there are probably you want to at least have five, you know, to be like some of these others and, and all that, but you've got four, you either get somebody else. And I'm just sitting here wondering like why coastal Carolina doesn't have swim and dive, you know, uh, you would, I, I was expecting. You would think they would number. be the one, right? Yeah. But uh, no matter what, uh, we got something to do. So do you have any thoughts on where they could go before I give you my expert opinion?
0: No, because I'm not, a, you know, abreast on who sponsors swimming and diving. I've heard some some conferences thrown around, you know, the MAC. Yeah. You say they don't want anything to do with us. I understand why. conference year, Allegedly. Let's use the, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But I've heard that from other places as well, not just you. Yeah. I've heard it. I've seen it and heard it. You know, the MAC doesn't, reportedly doesn't want anything to do with the Herd. Conference USA definitely doesn't want anything to do with the Herd. So I'm sure your options are limited because you're going to get yourself right back into a scenario of why we left Conference USA, one of the big reasons to begin with. You don't want to be sending your swim and dive team to, say, San Jose, California, for argument's sake, just for a swim meet. So, you know, geographically, it has to fit. So I I know you've got it. So what are the one or two closest places to Huntington that offer swimming and diving conference-wise?
1: so briefly let me tell you about the mac you know you think about the mac and we always think kind of easy travel you know we've been there in that but what what, when you start doing a little bit of homework you realize that not all of those closed teams in the mac sponsor women's swimming and diving so we would be more going to like bowling green ball state you know eastern illinois or eastern michigan you know uh, northern illinois like some of the further out buffalo you know that's not close yeah so it might not be a bad thing that the mac doesn't really want us uh because we might have a better option now another thing that's been thrown out is the missouri valley conference that kind of sounds like it would be close but I'm going to list the teams that currently sponsor going into this year. Evansville over in Indiana, right across the border from Kentucky, uh, about an hour after you get out of Louisville. Um, Illinois State, Indiana State, Missouri State, UNI, Valparaiso, Southern Illinois, and UIC. So that's not really all that close. No. You know, there's, there's, a, to me, it is not a good fit. Now, would we do it for a year until Sunbelt? I think, you know, our hands are kind of tight. Well, you have to, you know?
0: if that's your yeah. option, then you have to. I mean, what's your other option? You go independent and well, I, I'm not going to pretend gonna to be. To that. Thank, thanks I'm not gonna, for ruining it. Well, I mean, that's, a, that. <laughs> that, that's obviously the other
1: option. You're like, well, the Missouri no, Valley there, doesn't
0: sound good. So do we even need there, a conference is the next natural question. Well, there's another
1: one. There's another one here, and it's the uh, Colonial Athletic, and that is kind of appealing because you've got uh, JMU is in there right now.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean the 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 team that the Colonial Athletic Conference wants no part of, you know, like, yeah. like kept them from competing in their conference championships
1: once they announced I, they were going think, to the Sun Belt? I, I think they'll go to bat for us and they'll get us in there. What do you think?
0: <laughs> they'll put in a good word for us. <laughs>
1: yeah. No. So obviously that is not an option. I was just bringing it up because, yeah. you know, I've I've seen people bring it up and say, well, you know, you got, you got the colonial. JMU does not want anything to do with the colonial <laughs> right now. Colonial we really don't. He <laughs> doesn't want anything to J with JMU. I mean, they kept them from winning the conference or playing for the conference so yeah. titles and all these things. Uh, Totally did those athletes wrong, wrong. Uh, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, that's Bush League. I don't care what their bylaws say because this is not the first time they've done it uh, in that conference. Change those bylaws.
0: Well, those athletes aren't making those decisions. So why are you They're punishing not. the kids, the athletes? You punished, you punished a, the
1: softball players. You punished all these different teams. Yeah, I didn't it like unfair. it. Unfair. So, so anyway, what's Colonial's what's, not it. The independent route. Is where I to stop
0: leading? us from being the the three horsemen, you know, the old Dominion, JMU, and Marshall, and just be like, screw it, man, we'll do our own thing for we'll band together for a, and have a three team alliance, and we'll just, yeah, you know,
1: decent travel to those two places. Obviously, JMU and ODU, it's very close for those two. Uh, they would want to have some sort of rivalry going into you know the sunbelt yeah you know uh, we are very close to them Uh, you know pick up a couple others host your own meets and just go independent for a year hopefully it's no longer than that we get Sunbelt sponsors it whether it's four teams five teams add a couple more whatever it is I think that's the route we go you go independent there is a precedent there are two different independent uh, swim dive teams Uh, in women's in in division one and i I think that's that's the way you got to go well so i'm looking at the herd
0: zone site right now for marshall swim and dive and they went two and four on the year so they only had six meets altogether. well maybe not i don't know there's a lot more here but um dang that's a lot i don't know how i don't know how uh, maybe they just didn't have all the either they didn't take part in them or they just don't have the uh results up because there were a couple at Liberty, two separate ones at Liberty that weren't uh, that weren't that don't have any results on them. But anyway, so, yeah, there's invitationals, obviously. Right. So you could host a meet. Old Dominion could host a meet. James Madison could host a meet and you could probably find three or four more invitationals to take part in. And there's your season, you know, yeah. so just to turn around to join a conference and then turn around and leave the conference. If some if the Sun Belt sponsor swim and dive just seems like a whole lot of paperwork and headache for a potentially no benefit you know i mean i don't know like i said i don't know how these things work but it seems like we could band together us three and you could probably get in a get in a meet at georgia state so there's four
1: you know listen if if we don't do independent or we don't join one of these like local like missouri valley seems to be the only other one besides the mac conference usa and Uh, I I guess you could look at uh, the American athletic, but (laughs) I mean, the travel on it is absurd as well. You know, when you look at that. So uh, I feel like independence, the way to go, you know, someone correct me and tell me that is not an option, but right now looking at it, I don't see why it isn't because there's a precedent. You've already got a couple that are uh, independent right now. Uh, Get it done. Other than that, you're going up to, uh, if these conferences would invite you in yeah and Accept you yeah. for one year you've got a bunch of west coast or the western athletic conference and then you've got the extreme northeast you know the the main uh New England area, you've got the Ivy League, which is not an option. The ACC is not going to let Marshall Swim and Dive come in. You know they
0: not on a conference uh, affiliation level, but I, again, I'm going back to I feel like you could probably take part in an invitational somewhere. Like
1: I, sure. I'm just I'm yeah. picking. No, I'm I mean, picking as the conference,
0: yes, I'm picking schools off the top of my head. So don't think that I went and deep dived into who sponsors Swim and Dive, but I'm saying like you're telling me if Elon has an invitational that Marshall can't get into that in a short trip to North Carolina and call it a day, you know, put one on the schedule.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm a hundred percent believing they could. Uh, I'm just saying to join a conference, we are very limited. Yes. Uh, One geographically two that conference would want us to be there for one year. Yeah. Do they have a need to add us? Probably Probably not. Probably not yeah so it looks to me like independent is the way to go because it's Someone not it's not dec-
0: just marshall it's marshall james madison and old dominion in the same boat
1: yeah so yeah.
0: you're not potentially adding one you're trying to be maybe barter for three you know yeah. so it it, it it the uh the argument potentially gets harder and harder and more difficult to yeah. make it sound feasible
1: mm-hmm. so that's uh the thundercast's official opinion is go independent independent for a year yeah and then
0: spend the next year you know getting the ducks in a row for swim and dive to be a sunbelt
1: sport look i'm i'm confident in keith gill you know we make fun of uh judy and conference usa but deservedly so yeah right on the other end of the spectrum i have keith gill someone that has looked at their geographical region someone that has looked at Who can we bring in? Look at the announcement that they did going in. I don't know. What was that from October when it was official that, you know, we were coming over there to March or April, somewhere around there when they announced, Hey, soccer's coming back. And Oh, by the way, we are just, you know, under the ACC for the best conference. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. so I feel like everything they've done is measured. They've thought about it, this and that. I am fully confident they will have something for their four teams that have swimming and diving, their four schools. They will get it done somehow. I'm sure they've, they're they already working hard on it. It's just not going to be ready for this year.
0: This is probably a sport that some of these, you know, like, like Coastal Carolina can look at that and go, that would be a big hit here. You know, yeah. we, we could probably field a really competitive swim and dive team. Uh, because, I mean, let's look at it from Marshall's standpoint. How many high schools in West Virginia have a swim and dive team? Probably very few. Most of them are coming from like uh, like diving clubs, you know, like mm-hmm. like like travel baseball. You know what I mean? It's that type of thing. So, you know that swimming is probably a much bigger sport in South Carolina, Mississippi, you know, there, there are probably high schools that have swim teams. So some of these colleges can probably be like, Hey man, let's just start a swim and dive team. I mean, the conference is going to sponsor it. We've been kicking around the idea of expanding the athletic department. Why not add this as a, you know, women's sport, if we want to add something else as a men's sport. So this could be something that, that, that the Sunbelt kind of just, grows into something really big and you next thing you know yeah. you've got two-thirds of the conference that are sponsoring a swim and dive team but yeah but that leads me it, to to i want to get you, and give me your last point here but i want to lead into something so after you finish this point we can move into that um i'm, I'm done
1: because i was going to do the same thing you were getting ready to do so you, <laughs> we
0: have a we have, a we have a you, game let's play yeah, a game
1: you go ahead and take the reins on it and, uh, and we'll go from there.
0: So let's play a game, right? We were talking about adding sports, you know, growing the conference and who knows where we'll be in five years, right? So uh-huh. let's say all things being compliant, Title IX, all that kind of stuff is compliant. We're just having some fun. Um, we don't have to do anything special. Let's just say, hey – Let's pick a couple of sports that we want to add. We would like to see Marshall add on the men's side or the women's side or both actually a men's sport or a couple and a women's sport. And I know we talked about this a little bit, so this isn't really off the cuff, but um, I we haven't discussed
1: what our choices. Are. Which teams, right? Yeah, just so, the concept. And to reiterate what what Katie just said there, if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, that's a great idea. Why don't we do it? You have to realize one, it's got to be enough Division One NCAA opponents to do so, uh, and it has to be Title IX compliant. So Marshall can't just go, "Hey, loved what I heard on the Thundercast. We're going to do that tomorrow." So, <laughs> yeah, this is all hypothetical before we go. But this
0: is us having a little fun. With with, yeah. the, with
1: with swim and dive being up in the
0: air it got our gears turning and we we're like well hey if this goes away you know worst case scenario if we lose
1: swim and dive we've got to have a women's sport what would we would like to see them add so but in all in all things thundercast we are going to come with a partially educated uh view of it it's not just something that we're throwing it out and you know we're actually going to have a little bit of reference behind these things yeah
0: i really wish that i'd chosen curling earlier in the week though man because that just <laughs> i came up with that off the top of my head a little bit ago and i'm thinking man we could field a pretty sweet curling team i bet that'd yeah. be, be pretty
1: awesome it, i think i could be you, in, a, a, in a collegiate brusher i could do that and you know i've got something uh you eliminated curling there i want to eliminate something i had originally thought you know uh men's and women's both uh both that you could have water polo, but I was worried that we would get the horse stuck in the pool. (laughs) Sure. Well,
0: we are, I mean, (laughs) we don't have an equestrian team. So that (laughs) tell me, you know, the reference. (laughs) Yes, I do know the reference. Saved by the bell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr. Belding, the, the, (laughs) that's the horse stuck in the pool again. Anyway, uh, where do you want to start men, women, sports,
1: which one you got? Um, I'm going to go with uh, men's on here, and I'm going to do a two for okay on my first one. Uh, there is no, I don't have a set number. You don't have a set number, no, you know, no. like we did the not top ranked. five or top three, no. anything like that. But I want to talk about two easy ads if you're not talking about Title Nine or anything like that. First is men's tennis. Why we already have women's tennis. Yep. The second men's indoor and outdoor track why we already have women's indoor outdoor and we
0: used to have it it wasn't that we long did. ago
1: you know we had yeah.
0: uh we had a friend that uh, that was actually what was josh he was a was he a pole vaulter he was yeah so he, it, and he
1: recently had in his early 40s uh a successful attempt on facebook where he did that uh uh, you know, after all these years, didn't get up quite as high as I remember him getting. but It was good to see
0: nonetheless. So I didn't I didn't really go the route as sports we used to have were things that we have in house. Uh-huh. Tennis and track and field are. Well, actually, I did. I did have track and field. I didn't have tennis. It didn't even cross my mind. Um, but yes, track and field was one of mine. So since we both have that, let's start there. Um, Of course, the Sunbelt sponsors track and field. So that's an easy add if that's something Mm -hmm. you're going to add. Both indoor and outdoor. So why do you why would you say, yeah, I'd like to see them add track?
1: Because we don't have to add a facility. Okay. Um, we already have the women doing that. There is a lot of Sunbelt teams that have it. Yep. uh so you're looking at uh, us adding to the Sunbelt. i feel like that is a strength um it would uh solidify this uh, conference travel you know uh so that that's easy for me that hey your your conference already has it there's already some easy travel there you've already got the facility you know use the the client center over there um to me it's a no-brainer the only deal is you add that you may have to add two, one or two uh, different female sports, which, again, is not part of this exercise. Yeah,
0: we're just talking about if if we had the magic wand within reason and we could add some sports. Yeah. So all those reasons you just said, I echo that. But here's the major one for me. Uh, why is the biggest benefit or a potential big benefit for adding men's track and field? is that it offers you a recruiting tool for your football team to say, hey, you can come here and also run sprints. You can also run track. You can also – so you're getting dual sport athletes, and that's such a big draw for some of these teams, like in the Pac-12 or down in the ACC. Uh, they get sprinters that also double dip on the football team, and that to me is a draw. So what if a guy wants to play football, but he also wants the option to be able to run track in the spring?
1: You know, to, Very to- good point. As soon as you started uh, saying "Here's my thoughts," I immediately went there. That's the number um, one driver for me for adding track. We remember when Moss did yeah. that. You know? <laughs> uh, now, for for everyone else's benefit, let's just talk a little bit about again. This is a magic wand, but our magic wand does not change NCAA. No, uh, no, 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 no things. So, uh, if such a person existed and they played on football. And they also ran track. Their scholarship counts toward football. Yeah. So if anyone is thinking, "Hey, that would be a great way for us to get somebody in through the back door," and you know, lower, you know, oh, they're on a track scholarship, but you know, yeah. they barely do anything. It counts towards your football anyway. But yeah. that is an excellent, excellent thing for recruiting. You that, are that is right. a
0: that is a regulation, uh, unofficially known as the Bear Bryant rule, because <laughs> yeah. uh, he was doing that. Before that rule was passed, he was packing his, you know, Olympic sports with football players and having all kinds of people not count against the football scholarship limit and, you know, still having them get a free ride, but just playing football. And then they're, I don't know what sport. I'm just going to say like your badminton team never won a match because it was full of football players that only concentrated on playing football. So you can, you're right. If it's a, if it's a dual sport athlete and one of those sports is football, he counts toward your scholarship limit on football. Um, you talked about tennis, you know, eh, I mean, I don't have anything against tennis. It's a relatively small footprint. There's not like an 80 man roster to field a tennis team. So it would be a relatively small, um, program to operate. I feel like so in, 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 um, from a budgetary standpoint, um, I, I, tennis is relatively popular in the, in the Huntington area. You know, there's, the Huntington area, Huntington-Charleston area, I put it that way, because it seems like a lot of your um, championship tennis players are coming from Huntington High School. They're coming from Hurricane High School, Charleston Catholic, St. Joe, places like that. So it, it helps build in – you've got a built-in recruiting base that you can draw from a little bit to, to help uh, continually bring talent into that program. But, uh, you know, we, we weren't ranking these. But when we talked about this idea – You know, I had one sport that shot straight to the top of the list immediately. Yeah.
1: But before you get to that, I want to talk about tennis real quick. Oh, okay. I've got one one step further than what you said there. Um, Do you remember, and I am good friends with his his dad, Alan Morrison, but do you remember Jeff Morrison from right here in Huntington? Yeah. So he famously, you know, was on the tour and uh, was the final American at Wimbledon one year. Uh, right around the time that we were in college and everything, you know, it was in all the local papers and everything. He lives in Lexington. Now could they bring him back or something like, I don't know. I'm just saying there is a history here Mm -hmm. uh, of men's tennis and everything uh, that I feel like there is enough tie here that it would be good to bring in. that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. You could
0: probably go out and get a, a, a head coach, like that, that people go, Oh, okay. Marshall's pretty serious about fielding this tennis yeah. squad then. So that's an excellent point. That's a good point. And, uh, not one that I had thought of, you know, cause tennis, like I said, didn't even enter into my mind when I was talking about, or I was thinking about this, but that's a really good point. Um, uh, bringing some quote unquote star power in to lead your program would definitely yeah. be a draw. And if you're a tennis, you know, you're a tennis fan kid that plays tennis, a high schooler or whatever, somebody potentially in the ranks looking to transfer or find a new home or whatever, you see that name and you go, Hey, that's freaking cool. You know, I I could, I could go, I could go play, you know, for that program, but look, um, this is one that I wish Marshall would have had for a long time. We're not talking about tennis anymore. This is my first choice, immediate choice for if Marshall could add a sport, what would it be? And it's wrestling. Give me all the wrestling at Marshall university that you can give me. Um, I think that would be so well-received in Huntington. I mean, you're talking about Huntington, West Virginia, the site of the WSAZ Invitational, the biggest wrestling tournament of the year. And it's been Mm -hmm. going on for how many years in Huntington every year? I mean, wrestling is one of those sports that's, like, uh, really popular, like really popular in the state of West Virginia, and not only West Virginia, but Kentucky and Ohio as well. I mean, yeah. Give me wrestling. Right. And I I know you actually you've actually got really good information on this um, that we've talked about in conversations past. Not so much about this one here, but um, what about wrestling?
1: What do you think about wrestling? I'm going to start off with the name. And this is why we have the Huntington Wrestling Tournament down here. Uh, the WSAZ whatever it's called I can't remember the official title yeah Rob Archer he is the coach at Huntington High he wrestled at Ohio State uh, from a legendary in this area the Archer uh, family of wrestling you know his father grandfather uncle all that sort of thing you know it's like that is in their blood I don't know if we could have a better option of someone that already lives right here, that is already a wrestling coach that is so well-respected and knowledgeable. And Oh, by the way, he wrestled in the big 10, mm-hmm. you know, which is a storied uh, wrestling uh,
0: finest wrestling conference. conference in the country. in
1: my Yeah. Opinion. Yeah. Um, you, you might say, you know, the old, big 12 or whatever it used to be the big eight or whatever with Oklahoma and all that they've also had a a conference top to bottom seems like the big 10 every year is is the the way to go um you know you've got Minnesota in there uh with Oh, it's Penn State
0: it's Iowa it's Minnesota it's
1: Ohio State I mean it's it's the it's the heavy hitters that that yeah
0: that Michigan take uh, their wrestling so seriously. I mean, they just churn. It's in a revolving door of all Americans out of that conference year in and year out.
1: So that to me is the big thing. Uh, You've got Rob Archer here. Now I don't know Rob very well. He does live about five houses down from me. We've got a lot of extremely mutual friends. Uh, You know, we do the neighborhood uh, cookout every year. I have not talked to him and asked him if this is something that he would be uh, considering, but I would have to say that being able to start a wrestling program at the collegiate level in your hometown would probably be something that someone would consider. Yeah. Now, I don't know for, I don't know that for a fact. We've not had any discussions, like I said, but I also think that is a very, very popular get would be to get him, but let's talk some other things about it. Tell me why it would make sense to have that here uh, from a facilities standpoint or an investment overall standpoint.
0: Well, I mean, we have, I don't, I mean, we don't have a designated wrestling area, right? We don't have designated wrestling facilities, but we don't have a wrestling team, but it's, it's not, you know, you, you still have the facilities in place to do something there. And there's probably unused areas on campus that could be, renovated and repurposed into wrestling facilities but again the number one thing for me is that it is a recruiting tool for your football team because you talk about guys like offensive linemen defensive linemen and linebackers tight ends particularly that you're like you can come here and double dip you could be
1: you could wrestle and you can play football And that was one of the things I was going to mention, but kind of where I was going is, you know, we're talking about for decades, when are we going to get a baseball stadium built or a baseball Mm -hmm. field? You don't have to do that with wrestling. You know, Uh, you have any kind of gym or whatever and put the mats down. Now, you know, obviously you need a weight room and you need things like that. A designated facility would be great, but you're not looking at, well, we can't bring wrestling in because we're not going to be able to build a $50 million wrestling stadium. Correct. That's not how it works. You know? uh, WSAZ hosts uh, the finest premiere in the state, as far as I know, wrestling tournament down here, and uh, at least for you know central to southern West Virginia. I don't know what they do up in the panhandles, but they don't have something that is extremely unique they've got bleachers and a place where you can put wrestling mats down Mm -hmm. you know um we've got weight rooms here you know uh i just feel like from a facility standpoint you're not going to have to invest a ton into this
0: right and you know we have other teams in in the sunbelt that wrestle already i mean uh the the sunbelt doesn't Sponsor wrestling, but there are Sunbelt teams that that also that sponsor wrestling. Like Appalachian State sponsors wrestling um, and they wrestle in the Southern Conference. Still, that's their conference affiliation for wrestling. Appalachian State, that is. So you would like to think that Marshall's got a good enough relationship with the Southern Southern Conference that, you know, if that's if that if the wrestling program got green lighted, that they could find a home relatively easy in the Sunbelt conf- or the uh, Southern Conference. But uh, I think that would be so cool, man, to to be able to, you know, give some of our local talent an, another opportunity to continue wrestling. Um, it's very popular in, uh, you know, in the state of West Virginia, in Ohio, in Kentucky, in North Carolina. I feel like you wouldn't have to necessarily go halfway across the country to try to recruit a wrestling team, a competitive yeah. wrestling team to boot so to be able to do that and if you're recruiting guy if you're already out on the road recruiting football players and you're finding oh this guy's also an all-state wrestler well then you can say hey man you can come here and wrestle too and you all of a sudden you're like okay well we were in florida after a defensive lineman but he also likes to wrestle so now he's coming here
1: so and we we've had some of those guys before and we've always thought uh i'm I'm, tell me i'm wrong but was it not, and and this was probably not 100% wrestling, but I thought he did it. Do you remember Joe Massaquai?
0: Yeah, I remember him. He was, uh, what was he, offensive lineman? Yeah. Uh, I think he was a wrestler. I know for sure that Nate Devers was an all-state wrestler out of Ohio.
1: What I was remembering about Joe, if I'm not mistaken, he did Brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff like that as well, and they were talking about doing wrestling and that and everything about, you know, Man, that's just right up your alley for leverage and strength yeah. and all that stuff. Um, talk about violent and disruptive on a defensive <laughs> line. You know, yeah. get a get a wrestler. If you've ever messed around with a wrestler, you know how crazy strong they are. Yeah, uh, you know it's uh, it's it's a no brainer. You know, the only thing that that again, it won't fit, but in, in this game that we're doing but why aren't we doing this right now you know we need to add some women's teams well it's
0: not compliant you can't do it because you're not compliant and and marshall's really not in a position at least from my humble opinion to be adding sports right now you know i mean they're just not you know from a budget standpoint they're they're just not you know i mean there are teams with smaller budgets that have more sports but maybe it's easy maybe they don't have to have as significant investments in them as marshall would have to have i don't know all the particulars right i just know that sure you know, right now you would, you're talking about having to add several sports just to get one men's sport added. And that's probably why we don't have wrestling or something else that somebody would like to have. Um, the only other, the only other sport that I had outside of track and wrestling was lacrosse. What about you? Well, I
1: had that on the women's side. Okay. Uh, it would be great to have it on both or whatever, but, uh, I'm just sitting here thinking and and my mind probably wandered back over to the more compliant side but I'm like man just had women's lacrosse you know that was definitely
0: that was number one on my women's list lacrosse
1: yeah so mine too and uh, without an official ranking that was the first thing that I wrote down for the women's yeah. sport that came to mind uh I thought you know why not you know that would uh, uh, that would be exciting I would love to go watch that. Uh, I've got a a great friend and former roommate of mine, his daughter plays goalie uh, down in uh, the uh, Hampstead Topsail area that I like to vacation in. And uh, I was at their house talking about it and everything. And immediately I said, I wish we had that at, at Marshall. Now that is a sport. Uh, One of the downsides is it's thought of and primarily a an ACC plus the north uh northern uh New England area yeah you know Ivy League ACC um it's a more you know expensive kind of sport to get into with all the gear and things like that but it would be hard to find a team you know to play it
0: is um college lacrosse now that's across the board men's and women's college lacrosse is the current fastest growing sport in collegiate athletics in america okay so even more than soccer yeah well it's i mean soccer soccer's already
1: yeah it's already blown already up got those teams yeah so
0: college lacrosse is now your new emerging most popular growing sport and you're right there's uh there's a handful of conferences that Marshall might be able to entertain being a part of and i'm not talking about the acc and the ivy league i mean i'm talking about yeah. You know, mid-major conferences. Three in particular that sponsor women's lacrosse. <clears throat> now, this is just women, not men's. We've kind of skipped over that for now. Uh, we're on to yeah. the women's sports: the Atlantic Ten, the uh, yeah. the A Sun, and the Big East. All sponsor yeah. women's lacrosse. And you said it might be tough to pick up some teams to play. Well, I'll have you know that three current, well, one current and two getting ready to join some belt conference teams sponsor women's lacrosse already a uh, coastal I did. and old Dominion and James Madison all sponsor uh, women's lacrosse so
1: i did see that because you know uh James Madison uh they kill it in women's yeah. lacrosse yeah uh and you know they kill it in a lot of sports but uh women's lacrosse that was one of the things like it wouldn't have been out of the realm you know uh <laughs> i know they're going to the Sun Belt. i'm glad they're going to the Sun Belt, but with they just kind of scream, we could be an ACC team with the way you know they have success in some of their sports and things like that and their footprint. Uh, so they really kill it in in women's lacrosse. And I did know that and I did know ODU had it. I just did not feel like that was something that we would have enough of the other Sunbelt teams.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. We
1: could bring in bring in affiliates or whatever to have a conference that would make sense for travel.
0: Yeah. Uh, And the other thing is like, you know, with just about everything else, how many high schools in West Virginia and this geographic area are playing lacrosse? Not very many. So it makes your recruiting ground pretty tough. And if you're going to go into Virginia, well, you're going to compete with old dominion and and James Madison. So are you going to have a leg up on being a, being a startup program or getting the kids that aren't going to James Madison already where they're really good? you know? So yeah, it's tough, but I think I would love to see, you know, new, different, not, I don't want to call it a non-traditional sport, but it's a newer sport. You know, it's, I mean, it's fast emerging for a reason it's becoming popular. Mm. It's because, you know, baseball's arrived, softball's arrived, football's arrived, basketball's arrived. Now soccer has arrived. And what's next? It looks like collegiate lacrosse is what's next on Mm -hmm. the agenda. So Uh, Outside lacrosse, what's next? What what would you like to see them add outside of lacrosse? Women's gymnastics. Ooh, how did I miss that? Dang, that would have been a really good one.
1: Well, I got it. Dang. So, (laughs) um, I think that that is something that would again be uh, popular. I think uh, you know there's a lot of teams in the. or schools in the area that, you know, field teams and, you know, it's highly competitive. Uh you've got uh some Olympic uh hopefuls and qualifiers from around this area that that do it. So I really think that would be something that would be good is
0: That would be paying. cool, man. I did yeah. not even think of that. Dang, that was a good one. That was really good.
1: Dang, I wish so I could I win. Yeah, I win. that
0: was like the, that was like the the freaking Showstopper, you gave me the draw four on the last card, man. That was yeah. dang, you got me on that one. I don't even have a comeback for that. Dang it. I mean, I have other sports, but they're not gonna be as good as gymnastics.
1: Damn, well, no, <laughs> I, let's tear them because I had another one that was uh maybe not listed, but I'll let you do yours first.
0: All right. Well, I know where your head's immediately gonna go with this because whenever you talk about this sport and this and this state, the state of West Virginia you know, your, your thoughts go up North. So um, I'm talking about competitive rifle. I think that would be cool. It would find a uh, I think you could find a nice home in uh, Huntington for competitive rifle shooting uh, from a women's standpoint. I mean, there's call it what you want, but there is a strong tradition of rifle in this state. Okay. Yeah. Without naming names, without giving shine on places. I don't want to, it exists. Um, and there is a southern or not a not a southern conference there is a sunbelt conference team that uh, so that sponsors women's rifle georgia southern does uh, and their home for that is again the southern conference so a lot of yeah. these kind of fringe sports are are kind of hanging out in the southern
1: conference so that's
0: pretty cool i cannot man.
1: believe that app state does not have rifle i know right they got wrestling it's like Coast, coastal should have anything to do with swimming, and App State should have anything to do with guns. Well, I mean, I mean Georgia
0: just... Southern does. Come on, that's Georgia. They got they got a competitive rifle. But...
1: Yeah, but, I mean, I just I, – I don't know. I just feel like Boone, North Carolina just goes <laughs> well with rifle, you know.
0: Yeah, what do you think, though? I mean, from from a women's standpoint, women's sports standpoint at Marshall – Do you think think rifle would move the needle enough to go, hey, that's cool. That's something we could get behind.
1: I think it would be very, very uh, easy uh, to do. Uh, It would also be uh, something that you could add. Again, we've been talking about don't worry about the compliance, but you really need to add uh, women's so you can even think about adding the men's. So, I mean, I think that it would probably be a no brainer right underneath your of gymnastics (laughs) but i do i I think that's an excellent one i looked at it and i just have to be honest kd i have such a distaste for the other thing that we did not mention that i was like (laughs) screw it man i wouldn't get into it you know
0: (laughs) me too but you know what are you gonna do i miss gymnastics daggone it what am i gonna damn it all right what do you got
1: um, so it's like acrobatics and tumbling is like not just gymnastics. I maybe it's listed wrong on here, but they had those kind of separate uh separated and everything. I would think it would be the same I think thing It would be the same thing too. that was kind of one of the things that I was like okay, if I'm going to list it, I'm going to list that one too, just so yeah. I'm covering all the bases, you know? So that's why I said, I don't know if it would be something that would be listed. I would kind of categorize it the same. Yeah, And, you know, it's kind of like, you know how it says indoor and outdoor track? Well, just about everybody has both. You yeah. know, they just, yeah. they just run them in. You just move move indoors. One, yeah. <laughs> one has a roof over it and the other one doesn't, you know? So, um, yeah, that was kind of kind of my thought there. Uh, the the home run was gymnastics. yeah, it really uh, is. if you, if you have to separate them, okay, tumbling and acrobatics, yeah, we'll throw that on there too. But this, rifle was very, very good.
0: This is my last big one. and then I've got two that are in passing, okay, field hockey. Women's field hockey is uh, a yeah. very much along that lacrosse type line. It's a fringe sport to me that is still not as popular as most people think. And, and in fact, I would think most people think, well, isn't that the same lacrosse and field? And this is the same thing. No, it's not.
1: No, it's not. Field hockey is exactly like hockey only. It's there's on no, a field.
0: There's no ice.
1: <laughs> there's no ice, but you're playing it on a field, but you know, you're basically using a hockey stick and you're yeah. hitting around, you know, ball or whatever on the field, playing it the same kind of way lacrosse. You're actually running with it in the, you know, stick on stick with a net on it and throwing it and that sort of thing so very similar in the same way that soccer is similar where you have goals on each end and you're trying to get it in the net but that doesn't make them the same
0: that's why hockey is called ice hockey and field hockey is
1: called field hockey because it's those ones played on ice (laughs) is that right (laughs) yeah but uh
0: actually surprisingly Which, which
1: one there are
0: there are three teams in the Sun Belt, or again about to join the Sun Belt that sponsor field hockey, women's field hockey. App State has field hockey for women. Old Dominion and James Madison both have it. Um, two conferences that sponsor that that you know it could be a landing spot again the A10 and again the Big East. So. Between the A-10, the Big East and the Southern Conference, there's a lot there's there's very like small geographic footprints for a lot of these sports that, you know, if you depending on which way you want to go, you have several options to find a home. But that's my last one. Here's the here's something I found during the course of my research into this that I just found wild. I mean, it's not wild, but it's like, wow, I can't believe that's excuse me, a thing. The big east actually sponsors esports as well. I mean, yeah. that's you know, it, for older folks like us, people are thinking, really, you just you they play video games and that's a sport. Yeah. I mean, it's like so unbelievably popular that it is. um it, it's almost staggering how popular so,
1: esports is. One of my wife's really good friend, um, her son went on scholarship for esports and during i think his first year there he actually became a coach instead of one of the players and that blew my mind that they also had that ability i'm like well why don't he play why is he coaching or whatever but i guess he was really good at it yeah. for the coaching um now if they would have had that back in the day and they would have had Golden Eye, Golden
0: Eye esports would have been
1: ruthless. <laughs>
0: yeah. Slappers I, only, man.
1: Like let's, yeah. no proximity mines either. That's weak. No. Could you see them going over the ground rolls like all right guys, no odd job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> can't have the, can't have the guy that's hard to shoot, you know,
0: you Everybody's got to be the same guy, no slappers yeah. only. We're going, we're going hardcore slappers. Everybody's
1: only. Giannis, special forces. You know,
0: we're, <laughs> and new no jaws? That's ridiculous. And the the, wants to do and jaws. That, that's ridiculous. <laughs> the last thing that I found, which was uh, pretty cool, honestly, to me is that, um, the, I told you college lacrosse is the fastest growing collegiate sport in the U S well, the fastest growing, apparently women's sport in America. Is women's wrestling, and it's mostly at the Division Two, the Division Three, and the NAIA levels. There are only three Division One schools that sponsor women's wrestling. But that was so wild to me that 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 is the fastest growing women's sport in America. You always thought it would have been maybe something like field hockey that's always been around and yeah. you know it just hasn't busted through yet. Because, I mean, I I know that there are um, female wrestlers on their high school teams and things like that. But I just wouldn't have thought that the the demand to want to do that at the collegiate level will be so large. The list of teams was like, it was a laundry. It was a ton of teams. And I thought, man, you know, fielding a wrestling team takes a lot of people. It's not like two or three people and you got a team. You know, it's,
1: a, it's right. so many different,
0: different weight classes, weight,
1: weight divisions.
0: And uh, for all of these teams to have full rosters, I thought, man, this is a demand that's much larger than I thought it was. But the three Division One schools that sponsor women's wrestling, um, Iowa, again, right in the Big Ten, they're the first, yeah. like, big, big school To sponsor women's wrestling. And then two more that are much smaller, Presbyterian College and Sacred Heart, both sponsor um women's wrestling.
1: So you know what? You know what gets me is uh the inverse of that during my research on there. Men's wrestling is like the one that is losing the most teams over, you know, since the high in the 80s or whatever, it's it's steadily gone down. And uh You've got uh, the one of the ones that is growing the most is men's volleyball. Mm-hmm. So over on the men's side, you know, women's volleyball has been around for a long time. Beach volleyball is a separate one, and you know, you kind of need to be in a locale that is around a beach. Go figure. Uh, but men's volleyball is growing. Men's wrestling is going down, and we're talking about at the NCAA Division One level. Is, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not talking high school or anything like that, but so it, it's interesting that it's growing a lot by the women, but uh it is also easy to have high growth when you started from zero. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. But I mean, if you would have found, you know, if I would have sent you the link to this list of schools across all those divisions, division two and three in the NA, NAI, sure, like sure. I said, I think you would have been like, dang, man, there's like a hundred schools here. I mean, it was a lot. I don't know if it was a hundred, but it was a lot. Yeah. So that's just one of those cool things. I thought, man, women's wrestling would be pretty sweet. Like, we could dominate something out of the get-go. Like, nobody's yeah. – Iowa Presbyterian College and Sacred Heart are doing that. Like, yeah. so your your ability to recruit is pretty much wide open. I mean, wide open. That would be pretty cool. That would be – like, being a first mover in a women's sport would be pretty cool. I would think yeah. so.
1: Look, so that was a, a lot, lot of that fun was, with this.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I know that probably went longer when I edit this. We're going to be like, holy crap, we talked about that for 45 minutes? Jeez. But that was a lot of fun. So it's it's cool to speculate on stuff like this. And let's not get out of this segment without saying we really truthfully hope that the swim and dive team goes nowhere. We want them yeah. to stick around. We hope they go independent for a year. And then that the Sunbelt just goes, you know what, there's enough of a demand here. We need to sponsor this sport as well. Uh, yeah. Which which ultimately I think will happen. I think we'll all be fine and everything will be housed in the Sunbelt Conference and, and everything will be hunky dory in Herdland.
1: I do too. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's take it around the herd. Let's take it. Where you want to start?
1: All right. I want to start with softball. And we have become very big fans, very close to this program. Uh, we've had um, Corey Lyon on, Megan Smith Lyon, uh, a lot of the. Uh, Parents and a lot of the uh, players are in, engaged with us on on Twitter on social, and now media. some
0: o- alone players now.
1: Yeah, and uh, it was an absolute heartbreaker. Here I was alone in a hotel room down in Clayton, North Carolina, watching these these games and cheering on like mad, and uh, sadly, the season comes to an end. The the magic, the dot magic kind of ran out. Um, what a great season, though. Uh, love this team. Love the energy. To me, I mean, you know, we're big football fans and stuff like this. I just don't think that there is a better team. You said it a long time ago right on this show that has more organic fun yeah. than, this, uh, than this softball team.
0: I'm not sure that there is a team – um, outside, you know, outside of maybe football, because people are just so rabid about football, they just feel yeah. so tied to that program on a personal level. For you know, for whatever your personal reason is, I'm not sure that there is a program that won't grab you and suck you into being a fan of theirs more so than the softball team. If you pay right. them even a casual amount of Attention, and you start to get to know the players, and you start to get to know the coaches, and you, you know, keep. Oh, let me check in and see how they did this week. And you're like, oh wow, they, you know, Sid Nestor threw another complete game, and oh, Sage Pie and Allie Harrell and Maya Stevenson all went yard, and Autumn Owen took another one out also, and you know, all these. It's just like, it's exciting. It's exciting.
1: Eleven home runs, tournament record. What a way to go out of Conference USA if you got to go down set a record while going down
0: swinging.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they swung. Allie Harrell had uh, three home runs in the first two games uh, or four in the first three. I think Uh, we talked about Maya Stevenson hitting her 59th. Harrell ended with 53, you know, uh, for her career. Uh, And she batted lead off and all year long was like an absurd batting average, and which is where you want to have somebody is in the leadoff spot. But it was like 460, somewhere around there. And she just carried that into the tournament. And for the first couple of games, she was just putting the team on her back and saying, you know, come on, I'm going to take it.
0: Yeah, this the tournament really for these gals came down to a couple of things. A, Louisiana Tech is just on fire from behind the plate. I mean, they just – they hit and they don't stop hitting. And yeah. number two, when they game up against Western Kentucky, they just dug an early hole that they were not able to dig out of. And, yeah. you know, if, if, if those things, you know, if, if the herd bats were as hot as the Louisiana Tech bats were in that game, who knows how that one irons out. And if Marshall doesn't dig an early hole against Western Kentucky, you know, they obviously might be able to, well, I won't say still be playing. Tournament's over, but continue playing. Uh, They finished the season 35 and 18. And when we had Corey on, we were talking about hoping to be able to push that towards 40. And man, if they would have had, you know, 36, 37, they could have been to 38 wins. I think 30, 38 would have gotten them the title. Uh, 35 wins, 35 and 18, 15 and nine in Conference USA. And again, we're going to go back to the 20 and one at home. So get your butts to the dot and watch this team play next year for crying out loud two and two in the conference USA tournament. They started out with a day one win over Florida Atlantic and then followed that up. like I said, with the big bats of a loss to number one seeded Louisiana tech, just too much for the, for the girls to overcome. But um, we knew they were tough. We knew that oh, was yeah. going to be a tough one. We knew that yeah. was going to be a tough one. I didn't feel good about that matchup when I saw the bracket, but You know, eventually you're going to run into somebody that's got big bats. It's just a matter of when.
1: Then we followed it up.
0: You said it, the dot magic, game three. Yeah. Yeah. What a game. They
1: they came back uh, in that, you know, we talked about it uh, when we were doing the five things. That's when Allie Harrell came back with uh, the seventh inning home run to tie it. And then uh, uh, Katie Adams with the walk-off maya
0: Um, stevenson not not i
1: say i I said ali Harrow? i'm sorry i apologize to maya uh obviously we've talked about that a lot it was just you uh,
0: promised last episode that you would not make any more mistakes and here we are here
1: we are that wasn't a mistake that was intentional Uh, (laughs) keeping me on my toes i see how it is (laughs) obviously i'm gonna make a lot of mistakes uh on here but we we just hope to catch him as we do it uh Yeah, so Maya Stevenson came back uh, and tied it up, and then Katie Adams with the walk-off, and that was uh, just, I mean, an um, amazing emotional night there within a span of minutes, you know, being down to three outs from the season being over, careers being over, like we talked about, Stevenson hits the bomb. We uh, get a couple people on, game over. Yeah,
0: and and not to be lost in that last game, or that Charlotte game, like I said. I said that in passing as we were talking about other stuff. Sid the Kid goes out and pitches a complete game against Charlotte. So,
1: yeah.
0: she's in it from out one to the last out with all this other stuff going on. Season on the line, down to the last out. Some things have got to happen to keep it going. And, you know, the, the gals just used up every last ounce – of dot magic that they took to Denton with them and it sucks, but they provided herd fans one last storybook type game yeah. before they ultimately ended up getting eliminated by Western they, Kentucky the following day.
1: They, they dug a, a big hole early yeah. in that Charlotte game too, to be yeah. able to come back, but go ahead. about just, No,
0: that's all I was saying. It was a, it was an amazing third game. I mean, nobody, you know, everybody, but one all, season ends on a loss. That's, that's just yeah. the story of sports. So, you know, to give Herd fans that one last go-round against Charlotte was the one to remember. Um, yeah. the, the, you know, Maya Stevenson moving to number one all-time on the home runs list. Um, Katie Adams, the fifth-year senior with the walk-off hit to win the game. Yeah. I mean, the kid doing kid-type stuff, seven innings pitched, battling the whole way through. I mean, it's, it's not like she was just out there throwing smoke and – this was a tight one you know this was yeah. you had to show some moxie in this one and she showed the moxie and didn't give up and didn't let up and you know the the offense did just enough to get this win for her.
1: so you know some of the things that put them in a the hole early uh we had some some defensive miscues and you know nobody wants to point things out and stuff like that that's not what i'm doing but These sort of things happen in the game of baseball softball. We talked about last week or two weeks ago on the show that both of us know very well how quickly something like this could happen and the floodgates open up. And defense is one of those. And there were a couple of miscues and things got out of hand early in a couple of these games. And then from that point, you're playing battle back. Now, was a team ever built for battle back? It was this one. Yeah. You know, to be a bomb squad. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, uh, the Marshall Mashers just could not come through in the end. Season is over. We hate to see it. Uh, But I I am already looking forward to next year.
0: Yep. As am I. got some camps
1: coming up in June, which we'll talk about on a future show and try to highlight that. Uh, but other than that, until we have some recruiting news and stuff like that, we're just uh, looking forward to next year.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm really proud of the job that they did this season. 35 wins is just nothing to just gloss over. I mean, that's a big yeah. deal. You know, it's a big yeah. deal. That's a good season. Um, 66% win, percent, 67 or whatever it is, 35 and 18. I mean, you're winning two out of three, and you only lost one yeah. at home. This is, a, this is a good quality squad with a lot of yeah. talent all around the roster. Uh, and that was it. That's, that's the curtain call for the conference USA. That part's a wrap. So now we look forward to the Sun Belt and running the Gotland in the Sun Belt with James Madison who's good, Louisiana who's really good, and a number of other teams that make noise. It's not going to get any easier. The sledden's going to get a lot tougher. So I'm really um, intrigued and excited both for what uh, both Megan and Corey can pull out of the hat to make this team even better moving forward it's going to be something to pay attention to i'm telling you now get in early on this uh heard softball team this this could be you know your cornerstone one of your cornerstone athletic programs as you go into the sunbelt conference it just absolutely could be you could be talking football basketball and softball in very big ways in short in the short amount of time as we go into the Sun Belt. all right what's next on the agenda
1: baseball and you know we talked about what a gauntlet it would be to be playing at odu who just absolutely mashes and uh yeah we we lost but it was two different walk-off wins one in extras that you know that odu got from us coming off of their big weekend the the week before that where, you know, looked like we were in for it, you know, Marshall Baseball went down there and they put up a heck of a fight.
0: Uh It was more than a fight. I bet you I'm pretty sure they probably had some of those Monarchs nervous a little bit, you know, because oh, like, yeah. everything's, everything's Nick nip and tuck right now in these standings and everybody's jockeying and, you know, for somebody like Marshall to be able to come in and potentially throw a wrench into things and the way these games played out Friday, wasn't that stellar. I mean, the herd still went, 0-4 on the week, and they lost that midweek against Moorhead that we talked about earlier. But, you know, f- Friday wasn't that stellar, but Saturday and Sunday, James, extra inning loss on Saturday and a bottom of the ninth loss today, Sunday. Yeah. I mean, you know those guys were like, "That going man, we cannot give a-. I mean, Marshall's a, a play away, you know, to win in that series. I mean, if yeah. one play goes right versus, you know, one play going the Monarchs way – Marshall could come out of there winning those two games and, and winning the series two to one. It just didn't work out that way. Um, old Dominion, you you we talked about it going in. Like you don't want to have to go hit for hit with these guys because they just annihilate the baseball. And in this Sunday game, I saw one of those old Dominion fans tweeting that uh, they had broken their own program record for home runs in a season. <laughs> Today, yeah. you know, I think 105 is what they're up to now, and they still have more ball to play. Last year, they hit 104. So, if you don't think these dudes can send it out of the yard, well, you're not paying attention. And Marshall was able to go hit for hit with them for a long time, but uh, you know they just ultimately slipped away, and that's a bummer. the The bright spot, the the big bright spot, is um, Luke Edwards, Russ, on 60. base streak at 60, sixty. 60. I mean, we, Marshall is only 20, 30, and one on the season. So, that's only 51 games. So, he's been on base every single game this year. So, that's bleeding over into last year. And if he can just pull it together for one more week, it's going to bleed through till next season.
1: You know what I mean? And today's game, you know, we talked about that it wasn't just like reaching base one time a game or whatever. He had four, hits cool. four, four hits today. Four oh, hits today. God. Uh,
0: Four hits. So this dude's not like, all right. It's the bottom of the eighth. This is my last plate appearance. I gotta draw this walk. No, he's up there hacking, and he gets and he had four hits today. So I mean, talk about a real bright spot in an otherwise like up and down type season for the herd. Luke Edwards is
1: really shining through in a big way.
0: Mr. Yeah. Consistency this year. My this lord. This is
1: the, the sort of thing that scouts not only their, you know, your intangibles and stuff like that and your, you know, IQ and you know, fundamentals and all that. If a guy can reach base that many games in a row, he's gonna get a lot of good looks yeah. to play at the next level.
0: I mean, you said that before. What, how do you score runs? You get on freaking base. Like if you can That's get on it. base, then you can let your big bats knock you around. That's
1: yeah. baseball you know, the, 101. When, when uh, you know, and I'm not a big proponent of it, but when Moneyball became a big yeah. thing, that's what they kind of shifted more toward that. And a lot of teams that have gone that, that route have, you know, said, we need to get these on base guys, these on base guys. And, you know, not all of them have panned out and things like that, but they made the rosters and they made it to the next level. Yeah. And that gives them a very big leg up, in my opinion. Uh, of reaching base that many times, it's going to be putting them on some people's radars.
0: Yeah. So coming up, uh, the Herds got four games this week, another Tuesday midweek against uh, Moorhead State, and then the final series of the season against Florida Atlantic. And all games are at the Kennedy Center. You've got four more opportunities, your final four opportunities to see Marshall uh, baseball in the Conference USA era. Tuesday and the Friday game will both be at 3 PM the Saturday and Sunday game at 1 PM. So get out there and support these guys. Um Let, you know, maybe they can do a little damage one last time here and, you know, get that record looking a little bit better. Remember two, just two weeks ago we were talking about how close they were to playing 500 ball and it's just kind of slipped away a little bit. Some things aren't going their way. And, you know, now we're, really looking at a kind of sort of lopsided record, and that's just a flat bummer, you know, because yeah. a few things go right, and this record is a far more even-looking thing. So they got an opportunity here if they have a really good week to bump it up to 24-30-1, and, and, you know, we'll see how it plays out.
1: Swinging on over to tennis, we uh, had uh, the herd sign four people over the, over the week that was announced on Wednesday, and uh, one was local from Hurricane, I had two from Serbia and one from Sweden. And you are Mr. Pronunciation on (laughs) our God, I've been practicing too. (laughs) I am going to let you butcher these names like I would. So you give it a good shot. So you mentioned the local player
0: from Hurricane High School. That's Katie Laminen from uh, Hurricane. She's a former or current—I don't know. It just says she's uh, won state championships at, in West Virginia at both in both singles and doubles. So you got to think that's a great get for her tennis out of the high school ranks. Anytime you can get a state champion's pretty big deal. Um, and we talked about Dortea Joksovic already. We were we were mentioned in that tweet for her commitment uh, last week. Uh, but uh, I don't I'm assuming this is probably a teammate of hers I mean let's just say I, I doubt that herd tennis is going all over and around Belgrade Serbia so I'd just say they're on the same team I don't know that for sure but I'm saying this is uh Angela Lopicic um I'm feeling pretty good about that one
1: I'm not, uh, but (laughs) I also don't have it. I'm I'm not feeling bad about it either. I'm just kind of, I don't know. And then Uh, Johanna Strom.
0: I got that one, right? Johanna Strom from, uh, from uh,
1: Stockholm, Sweden. So let me tell you about the two from Belgrade, Serbia there. Um, Joe Sovich is transferring from Belgrade Banking Academy and, uh, Lopicic, or however we're saying that, says she plays collegiate tennis at the University of Northwestern Ohio. Oh, okay. So I would say that they were probably on some sort of national team or, you know, playing and very familiar with each other. I don't think that it's a coincidence that they're both from Belgrade, Serbia, but technically, no, they were not current teammates.
0: Not current. I'm just saying. At some point, they were probably playing together, so that so that so that the coaches were like, "Yeah, we've got this one's already in the states, and this one here is you know type deal."
1: I I thought you meant they were both coming from the same team. I just meant at some
0: point they probably had they probably had the same coach, so that you know they could then turn point herd coaches to where to go look.
1: Yeah, and we cannot wait until Chuck Chill and his team has their pronunciations on there so we don't you know, have to just guess. Obviously they that won't be until they're on the team and for the next season, but uh, it's going to make our job so much easier.
0: Well, I heard what they, what Chuck actually wanted to do was bring me in and just say them, whether (laughs) they're wrong or right. (laughs) You you would be
1: the most hated person. I would hate (laughs) to have that job to try to guess because uh, from a person who, I I take a passion in this because my name gets butchered and uh, I don't want to butcher someone else's and that's why I gave you the dirty work for it, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that's uh man. That's tough.
0: All right. What's, All right. What's next? I'm going to check,
1: check. We're, we're wrapping up here with uh, the uh, conference USA track championships, which are ongoing.
0: No, they're finished. I'm getting the last result finished.
1: right now. Okay. So As we have been recording here, uh, the meet has been going on for the final day. So, KD, what do we have?
0: Uh, Well, let me jot down this last one because it's the women's four-by-400-meter relay, and I'm going to go ahead and ruin that one since I don't – so I won't have to write it down. Marshall takes the silver medal. How about that? Or gets the silver in the women's four-by-400-meter relay with a time of 3 minutes 42.12 seconds um just edging out utsa by right around two tenths of a second so um that's excellent i didn't think that was uh, i didn't know that that was or wasn't going to happen but that's awesome
1: so we've had I, i'm i'm looking here with you and that does say unofficial so we're hoping that sticks if you're if you hear this and it did not and maybe you know uh, one of those changed right now as of right now the best we can tell you is we did get the silver in there.
0: That. yeah that's that's cool so uh individual results marshall was able to bring home four other medals uh the big i guess the big winner is uh, ashanti warner she nabbed two separate medals in two separate events bringing home the bronze and the 100 meter hurdles with a time of 13.68 seconds and also bringing home the silver in the 400-meter hurdles with a time of 58.04 seconds, just 11 hundredths off of first place, Russ. Just eleven hundred, She was right there. That right there. Right, that right there. Uh, Marianne Adebayo, the senior from Martinsburg, West Virginia, brought home the bronze in the hammer throw with a distance of 56.39 meters. Ashanti Warner, by the way, senior from Hollywood, Florida. Um, and then Micah Elaine, the junior from Beckley, we mentioned her before in episodes past, brings home the silver in the 400 meters with a time of 53.23 seconds. So congratulations, gals. You did the herd proud, brought home some hardware. And uh, if these results hold from the women's four by 400 relay, we're going to get us a team medal as well. How about that?
1: Yeah, that's going to be pretty good. It's uh Got to be good. You were talking about peaking right before you go into the conference tourney, and it uh, looks like we came out with some good results. So,
0: Yeah, I got one more note that uh, snuck in on me. I went back and did one final check. I got a note from the volleyball team. Uh, Sierra De Bell signed with a Finnish pro team. Uh, I, I had no idea how to pronounce that. I wasn't even going to try to pronounce that team name. but um, Let's not. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. But she will be playing some pro ball in – finland for at least the next year i would imagine so congratulations to sierra get to continue playing volleyball at a professional level russ it's been a long episode um but you know i've had a little i've had more fun with this one i think than uh, than i've had this was a lot more casual it felt like so let's get some parting words in here and then we'll get out of here this week because i think this is going to run a little longer than normal
1: Yeah, it has been long, but thank you again to our sponsors, 304carwreck.com. Please go follow them on social media, uh, on their Facebook page, 304carwreck.com, just how you think it would be spelled. Show them some love. They've been great to us. Uh, We welcome our new sponsor, as we mentioned. Um, and Katie's going to have these in the description uh, for both 304 Carwreck and the new sponsor for the five things every herd fan needs to know, uh, Ignite Link from right here in Huntington as well. Both of our uh, sponsors are based right here in Huntington. They're local. Go give them a follow. Give them some love. We give them some love as well. Thank you, guys.
0: Yeah, man, we really appreciate that. Um, it's, it's super cool to, you use the word validate, and that's what it kind of feels like is that we're doing things, uh, the right way. So a huge thank you to Ignite Link for reaching out and wanting to be a part of the show. And we're really glad to have you as part of the Thundercast family, the ever-growing Thundercast family, it seems like. And thank you to everybody that's found the show over the past week, uh, whether it be on your favorite, podcasting directory, or even just following along on Twitter. Um, we just can't get enough of the interaction. I love, love when people tweet at us. Um, I have a lot of fun with it. And uh, I'm really thankful that people continue to find it, continue to share the content. And I'm going to ask you again, if you go to Spotify or, 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 or Apple podcasts or wherever you're listening to the Dagon show, please just take a second and, Give it that rating. Uh, Take a second and leave a small review. I don't care what you say. Awesome job, guys. Good enough for me. Just give us some some sort of feedback so that uh, it makes it easier for other herd fans to find us, you know, and share the link with somebody, anybody, any herd fan that, you know, just say, man, been listening to this podcast. These guys are kind of entertaining. I love the information they bring. I bet you'll like it. Give them a listen. We would really appreciate that.
1: And if you are listening to us because someone did share this with you and you have not followed us yet, the Twitter handle is at Thundercast underscore pod. You can find KD at at son of Marshall and me at at Russ Living good one S, one G. And there you go. Give us yeah. a follow interact with us. Thanks to everybody.
0: Yeah, having a heck of a lot of fun doing this. Um, Russ, we got some – I don't want to give away what we got coming up, but uh, we've got some guests that are lined up for shows coming up in the next week, two weeks, three weeks coming out. We're still finalizing who for what date. But I'm really excited about some of the guests that are coming up. I know Herd fans are going to love uh, hearing from some of the folks that we've got coming on board for an episode. So a lot of big things planned. Uh, You're going to get more than just us two yammering on like we told you in the beginning episodes. Uh, I know you enjoy that, too, but you're going to get something a little extra other than that coming weeks. And then coming up probably in about six weeks is when we're going to start deep diving into football season. And we'll have um, a lot of in-depth overview coming your way. So a lot to be excited about for the Thundercast. Keep sticking with us. Russ, take us the heck up out of here. Oh, wait, before you take us out of here stickers. Russ still has stickers. If you want some hit us on, uh, Twitter, give me a DM something somehow. Um, we'll give you all the info on those again. Actually, I'll just tell you now they're free or a dollar. If you want to make a donation and every dollar we make goes directly to the big green scholarship foundation. So yes.
1: And as I take you out of here on those stickers, just remember that, uh, shipping, if I have to ship them to you, uh, we need you to, you know, kick in on that, but, we sent out a lot more than we thought per stamp. 20 will still be one stamp. 20? 20. 20. It may be more, but I know that we sent out 20 to one, uh, one uh, person uh, in particular, and it was only one 60 cent stamp. So wow. if I need to send them to uh, some alumni groups or things like that, we can definitely do that and save on some postage. Just please get with us. And until then, thank you for listening to all the content that we brought you in this long episode today. But we'll see you around the dot, around the Jones, around the Cam, around Huntington. But no matter what, we'll see you and go herd.
0: Go herd. Hey, give me a coach's store tour stop down here in St. Pete. Appreciate you. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Later.